Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. I do not consider myself to be Christian. I do believe in God, but the images coming out of Los Angeles sure are making people think about life. The flooded Dodger Stadium, but let's slow down. Right now, Tropical Storm Hillary is making landfall. It has made landfall. And now we're seeing major flooding, water levels rising. People are getting out of their cars. Their cars are being washed away. The LA River is massively flooded and people don't quite understand. When you look at videos right now, I'm seeing people say like, what's the big deal? It's just water going down a canal or whatever. It's like, dude, look, let me show you real photos of the typical quote unquote LA River, which is so small you could just hop over it compared to now, which is raging waters. But what's happening right now, which is sparking internet theories and making the religious say God will not be mocked, is the flooded Dodger Stadium. Just a few months ago, the Dodgers hosted the Drag Nuns, which many people said was a mockery of God, was insulting. It was discriminatory. And as I said, I'm not a Christian person, but I'll tell you this. Having drag nuns I believe outright violates the 1964 Civil Rights Act by insulting and spitting in the faces of people based on their religious beliefs. And they dance around and say, no, no, that's not what we're doing. But it's quite literally what they're doing. So we've got some major updates as it pertains to what's happening in Los Angeles with not only this flood, but yes, my friends, a 5.1 earthquake hitting the area the other day. And you know what you're going to get? Many secular individuals and leftists are going to say storms happen. It's climate change, in fact, and that proves it. Except for the earthquake, which, you know, they'll try and claim is climate change somehow. They'll argue that the heating of the planet actually causes an expansion of tectonic plates, which then vibrate more. And then, uh, yeah, you get my point. They'll always come up with some reason, but uh, sure, fine, whatever, maybe. The point is this. People can't help but look away from what just happened. And it rings, it brings up memories of another story. Y'all remember when uh, the George Floyd mural on this brick wall exploded? That's right. Witnesses say lightning struck the wall exactly where George Floyd's picture was. Only that section of wall was blasted off the building. And then many people started tweeting, you know, like, God will not be mocked. No false idols, etc., etc. 
I gotta say. You know, I don't know a whole lot about... I'm just going to say, coincidences happen. And if you're looking for symbols, and if you're looking for miracles, you may see a story like this and connect the two. It's been two months. You know, I think it was a couple months after George Floyd. Uh, We'll we'll take a look at the dates. But uh, I'm not one to immediately just say this is God's wrath. That's not really my position. But you will be hard-pressed to convince anyone who is religious this is anything but. I got to say, the George Floyd thing sends chills down your spine. Look, a storm hits, and it's like a once-in-a-lifetime storm because California never gets hit by hurricanes. And you've got people saying, gee golly. It is kind of crazy, don't you think? Like, when was the last time you heard about Los Angeles being hit by a hurricane? I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just... If someone came to me and said that they believe this is the uh, God, this is God's wrath, I'm going to be like, well, look, coincidences can happen. I'm fairly agnostic. I do believe in God. I don't believe in like scripture and stuff like that, like prophecy, regardless of the religion. But I, I just got to tell you, you know, a month and a half or two months after they do this, this, this drag nun thing, a, a, a city that never gets hit by hurricanes gets hit by an earthquake and a hurricane. And I'm kind of just like, Ooh. <laughs> here's the story. And then we'll, and we'll, we'll talk about some videos. I hope everyone's, everybody's okay. And then, of course, the political response from Joe Biden, everyone's getting quite upset about. But check this out. Hurricane Hillary has made its way to Los Angeles. This is from um, uh, AS.com. And images of the Dodgers Stadium surrounded by water has fans in a panic. Does it really? If you've seen this image of Dodgers Stadium surrounded by floods of water, and are debating its veracity and alone after this helicopter footage came out. The stadium does indeed appear to be surrounded by quite a bit of water. In both video and the photo, you can see the inside of the stadium itself seems to be unaffected. Some social media users even suggested the flooding is just water on asphalt. I, I, I do think there are some areas where you can tell it is just wet, wet asphalt, but you can see the trees <laughs> submerged, man. I'm not saying it is a massive amount of, amount of water or anything like that. But, you know, many people are saying it's not that bad. It's not that bad. The stadium seems to be okay. The parking lot is another story. And L.A. continues to be under a flash flood warning. And we got tons of videos of flooding. So here's a, a, a zoomed in image. I'm sorry. It really does look like outside either the stadium is dug into the ground or, yeah, it looks like there's, there's water. You, you can see some areas appear to be flooded. Here you can see down at the bottom what looks like just a, what appears to be wet asphalt. And then you can see it looks like there is some degree of water in the surrounding area. But I don't know. Maybe it's not massive flooding and maybe it's people just exaggerating. I think it's fair to point that out. We had this tweet, baseball history, tweeting wild scene at Dodger Stadium today. And, uh, you know, some people are saying it's just wet asphalt. But when you take a look at uh, uh, some of the videos, let me see if I can pull up some of the, uh, the videos of flooding. Yeah, a lot of people are like, yo, there, there is some pretty intense flooding. To be fair, though, maybe it's just a bit of a bit of wet ground. I do think we have the actual. Uh, no, that's the George Floyd exploded. Do we not have the video? Oh, the video is right here. OK, no, it looks like they're zooming on an image. There is helicopter uh, footage of that. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I'm sorry. That looks like flooding. I mean, maybe. Yeah, that looks like flooding. Definitely looks like flooding. And everyone assumes that it is. I'm trying to be careful here. I'm trying to be fair and make sure we, uh, you know, we don't go overboard. But I will point out. Uh, 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 this story here from June 17th. Yes, yes. Dodgers honor anti-Catholic drag nuns 
more than an hour before first pitch inside nearly empty stadium. Oh, that's weird. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence received a Community Hero Award. And there was an earthquake, too. Did you hear Did you, <laughs> did you hear that news? A 5.1 earthquake in Ventura County was felt across parts of California. The Daily Mail reports desperate Californians climbed trees to escape floods and mudslides slides, with many trapped in cars for hours after Hillary brings record rain. Palm Springs is submerged and 25 million are now under flood warnings. Shock video shows earthquake rock at bar. That's crazy. Look at this flooding. I mean, this is I, this is nuts. I, I look, this place has been in a drought, you know, and people even right now are mocking what's going on. But we'll, we'll, we'll go through this. Look at this. The roads are flooded. I think this is probably what you're seeing at the Dodgers Stadium. You see how it's it looks to be about six inches of water. It's flooding, but it's not like you will drown in it. People need to understand, however, I'll, I'll tell you this. The biggest mistake people make is that they assume flooding is not dangerous. It's just water, right? All right, let me break it down for you. Two things. Current. You step in water that is moving and you think it's fine. And then you get flipped over really, really fast. This is one of the biggest mistakes people make. They see running water in like a creek or a stream or, or a flood, and they're like, oh, it's not that deep. I can walk in it. And then they step one foot. The water pushes their foot. They slip. They can't grip it. And they flip over, land on their back, and get washed away. Now, if you are young and strapping and strong, you can probably get out of this. But some people, then you can't grab anything. More importantly, debris. You walk around in floodwaters, and you get cracked in the leg by like a large piece of wood or a jagged piece of metal or something like that. This is why floods are dangerous, not because a bit of water is scary. So they're saying the National Weather Service continued to warn of life-threatening flooding from heavy rain in western L.A. County and eastern Ventura County last night. The warnings have extended into today with the service saying areas that normally do not experience flash flooding will flood. Lives and property are in great danger through Monday. California Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency last night for much of Southern California with flash flood warnings until at least 3 a.m. today in an area more accustomed to drought. That's amazing. Now, this is the story that I wanted to, uh, to pull up because this is what people are starting to reference, saying God will not be mocked when you look at the flooded Dodgers stadium. I just want to stress um, an area prone to drought was just hit by a hurricane. OK, tropical storm, but it was a category. I think it was a category four. And then as it approached Baja, California, it was downgraded to a tropical storm. And now Los Angeles is flooding. I want to show you this because this is a classic story that everybody remembers. George Floyd mural in North Toledo reduced to rubble after being struck by lightning. Mayor and artists say it will be replaced. The piece was created by Toledo artist David Ross. The building was said to be stable and secure prior to the lightning strike. However, the facade was not. Can I just can I just show you this image right there? Take a look at that. Only the portion that had George Floyd was blown out. Uh, to be fair, it's a large portion that was blown. Look at all the, I, I, this is just, this is crazy to me. This, this, this story blew my mind when it happened. I think we have uh, some photos here. Take a look at this. There's other parts of the mural on the sides that are fine. They're fine. Look at this. Here's the original image. You can see it right there in the middle. What it says, change of mind. And then you've got George Floyd with a crown. And what happened? Pockets of clouds rolled overhead. No big storms or anything, but there were storm clouds. Lightning struck the building, blowing out. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. 
They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. George Floyd. And you get a whole bunch of people going like, (laughs) false idols much? It's crazy. It's crazy to see. Now, I must confess, my friends, while many may look at this and say it is proof of God's judgment and his wrath, you know, I I don't, it's not for me to go there. I'll point it out and I'll say like, you know, I don't ignore stuff like this, but I do want to stress there were probably many buildings throughout the country that have been struck by lightning and had their facades blown out. There are probably many areas that suffered earthquakes. We don't really think about them. We don't claim that God is passing judgment on, you know, a small town in the Pacific Rim because an earthquake hit. We don't think about it. It doesn't end up in the news and no one talks about it. This was significant because George Floyd with a crown was blown off the wall and nothing else happened. Just the facade, just a single layer of bricks collapsed. And there were witnesses saying it was a lightning strike, watching it blow out of the wall. Okay. Unless you track every lightning strike and every facade and every damaged building, and then we talk about that and do the actual breakdown, there's not much I can say about this other than people probably want it to be the wrath of God, to to have some significance. So what can I really say about the the Dodger Stadium? For one, I personally, as a non-Christian, am deeply, deeply offended by what they did with these drag nuns. The reason I'm offended is because these people are liars and they're hypocrites And I'm sick of the double standard as they all stand here and laugh at these men who are mocking Catholics. How can you, how dare you come out and tell me that I can't have an opinion, that I'm not allowed to speak, and then you openly spit in the face of a religious group that is protected under the 1964 Civil Rights Act? That is absolutely ridiculous and offensive. And it makes me despise and hate these people. They are such evil and despicable people. You want to come out and claim that as a religious person, you know, you have a right to assert over someone else's life and things like that. Make your argument. Fine. You want to come out as one of these uh, drag nuns and be party to a group that argues no one else is allowed to speak, but you are. And then you defy your own logic and rulemaking. No. Sorry, I don't play that. So at the very least, I can say this. When the surrounding area around the stadium is flooded, and it it appears to be, well, you reap what you sow, I guess. I'm not saying that God did this. I am simply saying I have no sympathy for you, for you people, these hypocritical Marxists. That's what I mean by you people, Marxists and communists, far left extremists, hypocrites and authoritarians 
I absolutely reject and despise the hypocrisy of these evil people. How dare you? You know, LGBTQ pride night. You can celebrate pride without spitting in the face of a religious group of people. And the fact that L.A. did this, I think they're being sued and they should be sued by every single California Christian group. Now, you know, I was just in uh, Portland, Maine this past weekend. It was fun. And I saw a church and it had pride flags. It had progress pride flags and it said trans rights or human rights in the door. And I'm like, I don't expect those churches to actually file lawsuits in this regard, but uh, I don't consider them to be real churches. I don't think any group of people that allows themselves to be mocked actually believes what they're saying. So when these groups come out and insult and mock you, let's talk about the uh, devastation and destruction that's currently going on. And then we'll get a little political with Biden's response. Take a look at this video. This is a uh, Tess T. S. Eccles Brown, PhD, said, why are there so many cars floating down the L.A. River Basin? It's an interesting question, and the video is kind of crazy. Take a look at this. Yeah, the flooding is pretty bad in L.A. When the river basin, which is normally walkable, and you remain dry, you're not even walking in water, has cars floating down. Take a look at this one. Wall Street apes tweets, the media says the deadly hurricane Hillary is wreaking havoc all across San Diego County, Southern California. The L.A. River is out of control. Meanwhile, California residents continue to post their own videos when they hype up deadly hurricane on the news. This piece of shit. What the fuck is this piece of shit? Nothing. It's just light drizzle, light drizzle. Oh, don't make the mistake, my friends. You see, this is a really great video to exemplify how little Southern California's uh, Southern Californians experience dangerous weather. I remember my first hurricane. It was Hurricane Irene in Virginia. And we were getting all these reports saying, stay indoors. It's going to be really dangerous. The hurricane is coming. Having grown up in Chicago, oh boy, I've seen some storms. I remember I had a, there was a, 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 we had a tree in our front yard at one of my, uh, one of my uh, apartments. So like the apartment in Chicago, it's like a house with the top floor. And then during the storm, it's like two in the afternoon and the sky turns green and it looks like it's nighttime out. You hear rumbling and explosions in the sky. And then all of a sudden we hear a whoomp onto the building. The tree was, the wind hit so hard. The tree, which is in the front yard, smacked the building. And we thought it was going to get ripped out of the ground. We were like, whoa because the tree actually was decently far away from the building, but the wind hit so hard it hit the building. That was kind of scary. I had another apartment where the wind blew out my window. So we have one of those windows that can fold down, like you've probably seen them. And something happened. I don't know. The, the window got knocked out, the gla- uh, out without breaking. And then rain was coming in horizontally into my apartment and I'm getting blasted. And I have to run up and slam the window shut. Like what? I think someone must have left it unhatched or whatever. It just blew over. Like not like it got knocked out of the frame or anything, but I've seen some storms, man. I remember growing up. It's, it's like in the afternoon, it's sunny. And then all of a sudden the sky turns dark green. So when I heard a hurricane was coming, I was like, oh man, this is going to be crazy because thunderstorms in Chicago are crazy enough. And then what happens? It lightly rains and there's wind. And then there's a bunch of bits of tree and leaves and twigs in the ground. And I was like, that's it. But people don't get the wind creates a surge and floods everything around the coast. That's the serious nature of it. So when I was up in Hurricane Sandy in New York, I understood this. 
I was in lower Manhattan in the financial district and I went down to uh, I was by the New York Stock Exchange. News was reporting the stock exchange was flooded. So I walked out and looked and I was like, I'm standing here in front of the stock exchange. Ain't no flooding. However, just down the street, I watched as the water just started rising up. There's no rain. I'm perfectly dry. You can hear a whoa above the buildings. Really creepy because the wind was being disrupted by the buildings. But above it was really fast and really loud. The wind is hitting the water and causing it to be pushed up. And then it starts flooding the area. So the flooding was really bad. It was several feet. This is what these people don't understand. You're in an area that is not near the coast, not a floodplain. And you're like, this is just some rain. Yeah. And then you can take a look at what starts to happen. Take a look at this. Jock Blue says, for those not from California, the LA River is not a river. It's a man-made water system. and It's usually dry. Yes. Famously, skateboarders will do kickflips over the river basin. And this is actually high. These photos, look at this photo. You can see that there's, uh, it's mostly dry. And you can see there's water kind of trickling out the sides. This is actually really high for the LA River. There's a small thin strip in the middle that normally has water in it. And that's it. You can, you can lightly jog and just hop right over it. Skateboarders actually do tricks back and forth over it. That's how low it is. And then you get this. Studio City, California, in my entire life, I've never seen the LA River this full. Yes, the basin is capturing a lot of the water and that water's flowing like crazy. Let me show you a video of insane people doing insane things. Here are some joggers. This is the thing about California. These people have never experienced. So uh, let's slow down. Let me go back to that photo of what uh, it normally looks like. Here's a woman in front of two cars and they're in, uh, I think this is from a movie or something. It's about to be a race. And you can see cars are driving here. You can see this photo of the water level actually decently high, but you could stand there just fine. Now, let me show you this video. You've got these two guys running. Look at the white, the, 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 the water. It is flowing rapidly. This is insane. I have never seen it like this. And these two guys come across water flowing into the river and they stand there. Now, I got I, you got to look at this because you see how fast the water is flowing. These guys are standing there like, OK, like, what do we do here? These guys clearly have never experienced running water in their lives. OK. Anybody who's ever been out in uh, the middle of nowhere on a hike, you've come across a river, you know exactly what happens when you step into water that is low, but running very quickly. As I mentioned earlier, let me just show you what they do. So here, you know, they're just standing there. They clearly think about it for a second. And then the guy just runs through it. And then the other guy runs through it. And that's that. Good for them. I'm glad they survived and they nearly just died. I know, I know. There are ways to get through this without being washed into that water. But if you fall into that swollen LA River, you're probably going to die. You are being rushed along. There's debris. You're going to be slamming into things. You won't be able to control it. And you probably will just drown. When these guys come to this flowing water, yeah, never do this. Go up and over the water. I mean, first of all, don't go jogging along the path on the LA River. Crazy joggers in the rain next to swollen L.A. River and tropical storm. Hillary, definitely not recommended behavior. That water is flowing so quickly. And look at the way they run through it. Oh, man. You know what, man? I just I just have very little sympathy for these people who live in these cities. Look how he see how he he, he jogs through it. They hop left and right on one foot. That is exactly how you get washed away. On one foot, 
if you lose traction, the water will push you over, you will fall, get swept in the river, and then it's goodbye. So I wouldn't recommend going through this at all, but certainly that's not the way you do it. And so here we are. Yeah, these guys, in my opinion, I don't know the level of danger or whatever, but that's crazy that they, ugh, they're lucky they maintained traction and didn't get washed in and killed. Crazy, man. I don't know, though. You can call it wrath of God. I got no idea. They're saying the worst has yet to come. So right now, as we are talking about this and I'm showing you these videos, they're saying more is coming. In the meantime, Joe Biden's getting roasted for his response to what's going on in Maui. And I think this is really important. We're dealing with a major crisis in Los Angeles. We got a major crisis in Maui. Biden is being roasted for only giving these people $700 in Maui. And so I just want to say this. Here's what you can expect. They will not provide proper funding to the damage for, for those who live in Los Angeles, nor for those who live in Maui. But in Ukraine, blank check, baby. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Over this past weekend, a video went viral. A man put up a sign that said Trump won. In a video that he captured, some guy on a bike rides up, kicks it, comes back, sets it on fire. I believe he may have set it on fire more than once. This man committed an act of arson. It's extremely dangerous. It's unhinged. And so after a reward was offered, for information leading to the arrest and conviction of this individual who set set a fire. I also added on $5,000 for information that would lead to the arrest and conviction of this man. Following this, Benny Johnson jumped in as well. And together, we put together an operation. Not really. I tweeted out, hey, like, I'll, I'll give a reward for this. And then sure enough, people found out who this criminal was and the information and evidence was forwarded to the local police. Additionally, a lawyer, James lawyer, uh, Lawrence, was retained to file a civil suit against this individual for setting fire to this Trump sign. I'm not going to sit here and pretend it was the most dangerous and devastating fire ever set. It's just a small sign, but this can lead to very dangerous things. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to talk news, man. I know a lot of people may roll their eyes, but come on. We just had a massive wildfire in Maui and you get this unhinged, deranged man setting fire to a small wooden sign. Now, I don't know what's around it, but you can't fires can spread. Let me tell you a story. Anybody who lives out in a big field 
understands this. On the 4th of July, scary stuff happens on the 4th of July. You got to be careful when you're doing this. So we get fireworks out here in West Virginia, as most people do. We had nothing crazy. Seriously, not even that crazy of fireworks. And all of a sudden, maybe about an hour in, fortunately, it's getting dark. There's a fire, a small fire in the grass. And we're like, how did that happen? Well, one of the fireworks went off and it started a fire. We walked over, we stomped it out. It was that simple. But you got to understand in this video, I'll play this from Citizen Free Press. They grabbed the video from John Kane. This dude setting a fire. You can it, don't do this. This is why these far leftists, they'll burn American flags in the street and the cops will try and stop them. And they'll be like, hey, man, I'm allowed to burn a flag, the Constitution, the Supreme Court, and blah, blah, blah. Dude, you can burn your own flag that you own in a secure way. So if someone has like a barbecue grill and they put a flag on the flag burns, there might be like some pollution issues, but it's not a free speech issue. You're allowed to do it. You cannot set fire in a public street because, I mean, that's how you get wildfires. Take a look at this video. This guy is this is an insane man committing an act of arson and his information has now been forwarded to the police. He has been identified. Uh, the John Kane, John M. Kane, the man who posted this, said he's already sent the reward money to the man, the individual. I should say, man, we I don't know the identity of the individual, I'm assuming, uh, who has uh, provided the information and tracked down this person. And uh, now, as for me, I, don't, I can't speak for Benny. I am working out the proper structure by which to pay out the individual for the reward. Now, I had tweeted information leading to the arrest and conviction. There's a reason we do this. This guy that's been identified, I'm not going to show him. There, there's information in the article. They talk about him, but he is innocent until proven guilty. That being said, the evidence that I have seen so far, pretty damning. The man on the video has a tattoo. The man in the video appeared in news reports. There are photos of with this guy with the tattoo, easily identifiable. However, I am not going to reveal uh, post his identity in this video because I, I want to make sure we go about this the exact proper way. And the reason so there's a reason why we do the um, arrest and conviction stuff. We want to make sure we, we get the right person. However, saying that, I believe the evidence pre presented is sufficient to the point where I want to pay out this reward. I, I intend to pay out this reward uh, immediately instead of waiting a year or two for this guy to be convicted. Uh, the reason why I say intend to is that I'm going to confer with my lawyers about the, 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 the legal path by which we offer a reward for for information. You know, this, this this guy needs to be proven guilty of something. OK, now let me play this video for you. And then uh, you can look this stuff up. You'll you'll see here's here's the video. There's a sign saying Trump won. And this man on the bike comes over and starts kicking it. It's his unhinged behavior. It's unacceptable behavior. Look, man, we've seen enough with the with the riots, with the burning down of buildings. I, I'm just I'm sick of these insane people, dude. We, you had a guy took a pride flag down from a bar and and like I, I don't know if he burned it or whatever. I think he did. I think he burned it. And he's got it's a hate crime. He's going to prison. This guy walks on, a, goes on a someone else's land and starts trying to destroy his property. There should be criminal charges for this. So this is August 12th, 714 a.m. This guy on the bike then leaves. You can see he leaves his bike, leaves a trail in the grass. Interesting. And I think he then comes back later, August 15th at 419 a.m. 
You can see this guy weirdly wearing his bike stuff again, the same tattoo on his arm. And what is he doing? He's pushing the American flag out of the way, which does nothing. He then walks over with a lighter and sets fire. Look at this. Setting the Trump one sign on fire. There it is. Arson is a serious crime, dude. If that fire spread into the grass because the grass was dry and it spread around and started more fires, you could have people's lives lost all because some stupid unhinged guy doesn't like Donald Trump. Now, apparently he so the guy who owns it, I guess, put up another sign. You can see it's completely burned out right now. This is from a Nest camera. And then at, it, it says February 18th, the, the John Cain issued a correction saying it was August 18th. A few days later, this dude shows back up and you can see the wood, the, the wood appears to be damaged from fire. He comes back again and burns it twice. You can see the same tattoo on his arm. This man is insane. And then he runs off. Thank heavens, John Cain set up this photo. He offered a $1,000 reward for the idea of this of this Marxist arsonist. He's retained James Lawrence. I offered an additional 5000 as did Benny Johnson. I look forward to seeing criminal charges. Uh, James Lawrence, I believe, has forwarded the information to proper law enforcement. They say uh, the individual was identified. Uh, I, want, I want to read a little bit of the article. I want to be careful about if the article actually identifies the guy on uh, the guy by name. Uh, let me just uh, make sure I'm trying to avoid revealing the guy's identity because they do. And I innocent until proven guilty. So a suspect has been identified in connection with the burning of a Trump flag. Trump won after a war was offered by John Cain and me, as well as Benny Johnson. A gentleman from Lodi, California, who does not want his name made public, first identified the arsonist. Cain reported stating the identification was made using Strava, an app that records bike rides and GPS, which was timestamped and correspond with the timestamps on the videos. This is the amazing part of this story. I'm going to try and make sure. Uh, check this out. In this uh, This Week in the Triangle substack, Internet salutes identify cyclists who set fire to Trump signs at Raleigh home. What do Russian submarine commander personnel at secret U.S. military bases and a Raleigh anti-Trump arsonist have in common? They all shared a little too much data on the popular app Strava, which allows users to share GPS logs of their running or cycling routes. What's absolutely fascinating about this story. We were talking about this recently that uh, my, my brother was telling me this. I don't I don't know. I, I never fact checked this. He said that this data was released on people when they run. And you could see in Antarctica, someone a circle, meaning somebody was running laps, but it was a big space. And they were like, that looks like an underground military base in Antarctica. So what had happened was someone who worked there was wearing a a tracking band of some sort. And when they ran, the app tracked their movements and uploaded it to their website. I don't know if that story is true, but it is true that secret military bases may have been exposed by this app. I think Strava could be something else. Basically, what happens is in the context of the story, that guy in the bike used an app that records his GPS movements, posts them online. So what happens? He's got a tattoo on his arm. Easily identifiable marker. This is the craziest thing. If you're going to be a criminal, don't get tattoos. This guy rides his bike on GPS past this, this location. So now not only do we have the guy's name, we have. His tattoos correspond with the individual and photos posted all online. He is a guy, he is a biker, bicycle rider, 
and his Strava confirms he was there at that time. Amazing. Listen, my friends, this may be may not be the craziest story, but things are getting crazy out there. And I'm going to move on for this sto- from this story and talk to you about how insane things are getting and the fears I have about escalation. Several years ago, I have been reading art. I'm reading an article and you all know the story. And it says, what are the chances of a civil war happening in the United States? I believe it was the Atlantic. I always forget New Yorker, Atlantic or something. Security experts said between 30 and 60. I think the consensus was like 60 some odd percent with some as high as 90 and some as low as 30. And these are national security experts. I said, wow, that's crazy. You get the Princeton professor guy, Google search these things. You can read them saying we're in a cold civil war. You now have Stephen Marsh writing the book, The Next Civil War, who says we're in a period of civil strife. Civil strife is the period just before civil war when a certain number of people are being killed for political reasons. You get this level of derangement where a guy sets fire to a flag. You know, that's crazy, but it gets crazier. I saw this story and it blew my mind. Ghostbusters director Paul Feig reveals California store owner gunned down for hanging pride flag was his friend. Now, I didn't believe I said, what? Wow, man. Here's the gist of the story. A 66 year old woman got into an argument with a guy who tore down a pride flag. She got shot and killed. I don't know exactly what happened. I'm not going to ascribe. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to make inferences on anything. All we know is a woman was killed and should not have been. And this man needs to be brought to justice. You do not do this. This is what I'm telling you. People say it can't happen. And they keep saying it over and over and over again. And it keeps happening. This is civil strife. It may be a few years before we actually see any kind of hot armed conflict. Who knows? Maybe it never happens. In 1820, there was talk of civil war in the United States over slavery. Took 40 years to get there. But people also don't understand the period of bleeding Kansas. Seven years before the Civil War, things like this were happening. You also had uh, a member of Congress caning another member of uh, Congress, giving him a traumatic brain injury. Things were getting absolutely insane. Now, history doesn't repeat it rhymes. And so we can't tell if what we're seeing today is is worse or not nearly as bad as what has been what had happened pre-Civil War in the United States, not to mention with technology and the speed at which information travels. Things are very, very different today. And it's it's hard to know how this plays out. But my friends, just do the time travel test, as I call it. Go back in time and explain everything that's happened. Say in, in 2015, before Trump, when Trump announces, say, go to someone and say, here's a timeline of events of the next several years. They will laugh in your face. First of all, if you go back to 2015 and say, listen, I'm warning you, Donald Trump is going to get elected president and then stop right there. They laugh in your face and they say, you're nuts. You know how I know? Because they literally did it to Ann Coulter. Everybody who said Trump's going to win, they were laughing. Now, imagine telling people then that not only would Trump win, the Democrats would would accuse him of being a Russian spy, (laughs) a Russian spy. And then they would launch an investigation spending tens of millions of dollars, 30 plus million on a special prosecutor. The media media would win awards claiming that Russia was secretly controlling Trump through blackmail already. They're asking you if you need medication. I mean, obviously, if you said I'm from the future and here's what yeah, OK. But if you said, listen, man, I'm telling you, here's what I think is going to happen. 
and then add all the street fighting with Proud Boys and Antifa. Then you get to the election. For, then you get to COVID and be like, listen, and then there's going to be this pandemic and there's going to be like these lockdowns and I'm going to be forced to wear masks. The government is going to demand that you get vaccinated and they're going to be like, dude, Alex Jones times 100, you're nuts. In fact, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm willing to bet that if you go back and watch InfoWars like t- early 2015 and before, nothing Alex Jones says is as crazy as what really happened. That's the ultimate test. That's, my, that's what I put to you guys or, or, or Alex or whoever. Pull up the archives pre-2015. And you know what Alex Jones is going to be saying? The globalists want to want a currency and they're going to do these, these treaties and there's going to be war. And you're like, okay, well, I mean, that sounds all reasonable. But if you were to say Donald Trump gets elected and then there's street fighting and then there's a, a, a major lockdown and a pandemic and they're locking people in their homes, they're forcing them to get vaccinated. And then Donald Trump claims the election is stolen. All the while they're saying he worked for Russia and he's trying to dig up dirt in Ukraine. And then a bunch of his supporters are going to storm into the White House and then they're going to call it an insurrection for a year. Come on. Come on. At what point does anybody reasonably just say, yeah, okay, maybe the craziest possible thing that can happen will happen or can happen. You like might. The probability is good. This is this this is the story, okay? So, this woman apparently at this Magpie store had a pride flag and they say, uh, let's uh, let's 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 read. Uh, an Instagram tribute, the notable Hollywood director said that they were friends. Carlton, a mom of 9, was shot Friday evening outside her Lake Arrowhead store after an unidentified suspect allegedly tore down her pride flag. He wrote in his Instagram post that this intolerance has to end and that he's committed to making sure her death will not be in vain. Now, I can say we have no idea what happened. The pride flag being torn down may or may not have been political. It could have been a personal dispute. We really don't know. Whenever it comes to these stories, I always say, well, let's hold on there a minute and see exactly, you know, what really happened, because this is a very serious claim to make. They say anyone using hateful language against the LGBTQ community is to realize their words matter. Others in the entertainment industry who commemorated Carlton over the weekend included Andy Cohen, Adam Scott, Sophia Bush, Charlize Throne, Kristen Davis. In the tribute, he spoke out against a 27-year-old suspect who didn't like that she had a pride flag hanging outside her shop and ripped it down. He ripped it down, and when she confronted him about it, he shot and killed her, adding that he is devastated for her husband Bort and her family. The director also said, it's tremendous loss for the LGBTQ plus community. They lost a true ally. Look at, wow, a single bullet hole could be swinging the store's front window on Saturday, next to which someone had taped a sign reading, love, thank you all for your love. Absolutely insane. So what, 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 what this is, this is crazy. And, and a bunch of people are, are issuing tributes, et cetera, et cetera. They're, they're, they're very upset. Now you may be saying this proves the far right are evil and insane. Or you may be saying, I bet that something else happened. Maybe he tore the flag down for a different reason. Maybe she wouldn't give him a refund. So he grabbed the flag and ripped it down as more of a, how dare you? I'll damage something you like. We don't know why he tore down the flag. It doesn't matter whether you think this was a fringe right wing psychopath or a Trump supporting nut job who hated pride. It doesn't matter if you think that or if you think that it's all one big hoax once again, that the fight wasn't really about the pride flag. None of it matters. All that matters is it's escalation. The perception of the individual who sees a store like this. And this is the point that I've been making for quite some time. Donald Trump is being criminally indicted across the board, unprecedented and psychotic charges. Either you think Trump is guilty or you think Trump is innocent, right? Maybe you think, well, he probably did some stuff, but this is out of, out of control. It doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong. 
All that matters is that the left says, finally, we're getting justice. The right says they are targeting their political opponents. And one side will win. That's it. Don't know who. I don't know. You pick. But what happens is history will be written by the victors in this scenario. Two factions who view one story and uh, one story in completely different ways. As Scott Adams said, one screen with two movies playing. And that's all that matters. It leads to escalation. Someone on the right will see this and think it's a lie. Someone on the left will, will see this and say this proves it. And either way, it will cause fear, panic and escalation. Now, as for the first civil war, I, I, I strongly recommend people under, uh, read as much as they can about it. And I'll tell you um, a few important points. In most wars and conflicts, it is a small fraction minority that ever actually fights or wants to fight. Typically, most people don't want to fight. No one ever believes the war is going to happen. It's true for most wars. In fact, look at Russia, Ukraine. Everyone denied war would actually break out because it's such a heavy toll and it's an insane thing to do. I didn't think it was going to. I was like, no, look, they're building troops. That's never going to happen. And then it did. Alex Jones called it out. He was right. I think it was like a few months before, like October. He said, listen, the war is going to start in February. I'm telling you. And then it did. That's crazy. People never want to believe the next craziest thing could happen until it does. And then it becomes normal. It's remarkable to me when I talk to people and they say, you really think Trump will be convicted? Yes. No, they can't convict. Yo, they indicted him. How many times? Why would any of these liberal jurisdictions acquit Donald Trump? They say, do you think they'll really put him in jail? No, nah, he'll never go to jail. Yes. Maybe he doesn't, but the possibility is very strong. Trump is supposed to surrender this week. He's supposed to be putting out that evidence any minute now. We'll see what happens. I, I believe Trump could be remanded. Why, why would they allow him to campaign? The escalation is happening all around us, either because of perception or out, overt acts. People will look at these stories and they will just say it's on. The leftists who hate Trump see that man burning the, the sign down and they'll champion him. They'll say that was a good thing he did. It's not. None of this is good. Nobody should be fighting. Doesn't matter. They're going to defend the guy. They'll raise money for the guy. You had the arsonists, the vandals, and the murderers of the Summer of Love. And Biden's staff and Kamala helped raise money. Biden's staff actually donated, and Kamala tweeted out the link to raise money for these criminals. What they'll I wouldn't be surprised if this guy makes a GoFundMe and GoFundMe allows him to raise money for his defense. And he'll say, these, these maggots, because that's what the left calls them, insects, must be stopped. And the left will rally around him. He'll get a great lawyer, and the lawyer will get him a plea deal, or we'll get him off entirely. Then you have this story. I don't see any, any moderate right-wing individual or conservative celebrating this, because they don't. But the left will say, see, see, they're going to use this story and go to all the people they can and say, you must be on our side. And this is why. That's why the violence is so bad. But who knows who this guy is and why he did it? It should not have been done, but they will make it political. In the meantime, it looks like we caught a very dangerous man. And that's the way to do it. The legal system. We don't want any fighting or violence. I don't want to, I don't, I don't, you know, that's why I'm not posting this guy's name. We want the legal process to take care of it. What I fear is that there's going to be some kind of false flag 
or overt act from someone on the right. That's right. Because as James Lindsay points out, they want the reaction. There have been people calling for more January 6th style protests. Absolutely not. James Lindsay is correct. See, what's happening right now is you look at Bud Light, you look at Target, you look at Sound of Freedom, you look at rich men north of Richmond. The anti-establishment, anti-woke, the conservative, libertarian, post-liberal, whatever this faction is, we are winning. And so they desperately need something to legitimize their claims. Don't fall for it. Make money. Protect your family. Go about your business. Be smart. Stay calm. And push forward. Resist in little ways. Tell them no. Don't buy the products from these woke corporations. Support Public Square and we'll win. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. A video from Alex Jones has gone viral. He says that he spoke with a TSA whistleblower and that COVID lockdowns will be coming back soon. The theory now circulating on X, formerly known as Twitter, is that within the next month or so, you will start to see some federal employees be required to wear masks. But don't worry, not you. It's just them trying to be safe. Then by October, they'll say, well, maybe for certain things, y'all should be wearing masks. And by December, full blown lockdown. I am not convinced. Mind you, I am not convinced completely, but it may. Now, we've talked about what Democrats would need to do to defeat Donald Trump in 2024. And the one thing I've said over and over again is that without COVID, they can't do it. With COVID, they took away everyone's lives. No movies, no sports, no bars. The only thing you could do was sit in your box, locked in your house, watching the TV, where they screamed about Donald Trump. But ladies and gentlemen, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We have a bunch of stories emerging about a new COVID variant and about new rules for wearing masks. Some hospitals have already begun demanding mask policies. And I'll tell you one thing. This past weekend, I took a trip up to Portland, Maine, and it was quite entertaining. And it was very strange at the same time. Stores still had signs saying to wear your masks on the city streetlights. They had, you know, those little those banners they always put on them. It said, wear your mask everywhere. Pictures of people wearing masks. Now, nobody was, mind you. No, I didn't see anybody wearing any masks. But my understanding is that much of Maine has retained its COVID lockdown policy. And it's more so about regular people just backing away from the rules. I don't know for sure what'll happen, but I do have a story for you uh, as to what happened this weekend, which I'll get to towards the end of the segment. First, let's read the news. New COVID variant leads scientists demanding rules from lockdown reimposed on Britain. This is from GB News. Now, Britain is not the United States. And this story is from just a couple days ago. They say a new COVID variant has caused scientists to demand that Britain start wearing masks again. Scientists have suggested that the UK may have to reintroduce lockdown rules after a new variant has been recorded in multiple uh, countries. The new variant dubbed BAX online has already been found in Denmark and Israel, although this has not been officially confirmed. The scientific community is split on how to deal with the new variant. Whilst, uh, whilst I love that from GB News, whilst some believe it is necess- a necessity for lockdown measures to be introduced, some say it's too early to enforce such rules. Dr. Trisha Greenhall, a- an expert in primary care from the University of Oxford, tweeted it looks like it's once again time to mask up. Yet Professor Christina Pagel from University College London stressed the differences between the new variant and older ones. Very, very early days, but this coronavirus variant now in two countries has a lot of new mutations that makes it 
very different to previous Omicron strains. However, she added this variant was potentially more able to cause a big wave. Well, it's coming, ladies and gentlemen, because here's the story from CBS News. As of August 18th, CDC tracking new COVID variant BA286 after highly mutated strain reported in Michigan. BA286, what could that mean? The CDC announced Thursday it's tracking a newly discovered COVID strain. Today, we are prepared more than ever to detect and respond to the COVID-19 virus, etc., etc. Experts say reports of BA286 being spotted in countries on multiple continents, Denmark, Israel, etc., suggest it is at least capable of transmitting widely and could have, uh, could have been spreading undetected for some time. It comes after the World Health Organization announced it has classified BA286 as a variant under monitoring. The strain's rapid escalation to the WHO's variant under monitoring category is uncommon. Just three cases have been spotted of the variant worldwide. It's too early to say whether the variant will become more dangerous, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. It is very uncommon that this, this virus would be tracked so quickly. I wonder what it all means. Well, let me show you the news. Here we go from Syracuse.com. This is August 17th. Both upstate medical hospitals to require masks again as COVID cases tick up. Here's one. Auburn, New York. I think these are the two, same, two uh, similar areas. Auburn Community Hospital now requiring masks as new COVID variant spreads. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe it stops here. Maybe, maybe it doesn't go further than this. I'm not going to tell you what you should or should not believe. That's up to you. Here's the New York Post from August 18th. A midsummer surge of new COVID variant. Should we be wearing masks? And this is how it begins. If it were to begin, this is how it begins. The absurdity of these policies and these rules. Yeah, I think it's the only way they beat Trump. Get people to go door to door, knock on doors and say, you know, fill out this uh, ballot and we'll make it all go away. How convenient. Disappears after the election, comes back just in time for the election. Now, I don't know what to tell you because it's entirely possible that they bring this stuff back. I think it's difficult that they do. For me out here and what I was learning in Portland, and I'll tell you that story. In West Virginia, there were lockdown policies that most people ignored. However, this is fascinating. Frederick, Maryland, which is like 10 to 15 minutes from West Virginia. In West Virginia, they say wear a mask. If you don't, nobody says anything. There are some small businesses that are still fairly woke because, you know, West Virginia's got university towns, college towns, and they're, they're fairly lefty. You walk into a business in there and they're like, hey, get out of here. But for the most part, people didn't wear masks. They just ignored the mandates. And it was like, You'd have one and be like, I don't know, just in case someone says anything, but typically you didn't do anything. However, in Frederick, Maryland, you get kicked out in two seconds for not wearing a mask. They don't care. These people slobbered on boot, licking it clean, even when it made no sense. My favorite story out of Frederick, Maryland was I went to a sushi restaurant and we, I walk, we walk in without a mask because we, we didn't know. And they were like, we were like, hey, we want to eat for two. And the server's like, okay, but you got to put a mask on. And then I was like, no one's wearing a mask. Like literally nobody was wearing a mask. This was the funniest thing. And they're like, no, but you have to wear it. And I was like, I'm, I, don't, I don't understand. Nobody's wearing a mask. Like, well, they're eating. And I was like, oh yeah, we're going to be eating too. And they're like, yes, but put the mask on. And I was like, now, now hold on there a minute. No one sitting down was, was wearing a mask. And our table is five feet from us. I said, can I just sit down? And they're like, no, I was like, I don't want to waste a mask. You're making me put it on and take it off right away. That makes no sense. And then I was like, they were like, if you don't wear the mask, you got to leave. I was like, are you kidding me? And all the employees were like, yes. 
like, or not, you know, not literally that they were kidding me, but, and I was like, I'm going to leave because that's insane. It was a very small sushi restaurant, probably only a couple hundred square feet, maybe 700. And the table that we'd sit at was literally five feet from me. I was like, I'll just sit down right now. I'll just sit down. Don't make me waste the mask. I'm going to put it on and take it off in a second. It was nuts. That's how crazy everybody was. But y'all remember. Y'all need to remember. And I think the craziest thing about Portland, I was asking people about, I said, why are there banners everywhere saying you must wear a mask? And they were like, well, nobody did. That's what they told me. Nobody, nobody really did. And I'm wondering if it's because I think the population of Portland, Maine is like, what is it? 50, 60,000, maybe, maybe 70,000. I don't know. I mean, it might be 70. I don't know, whatever. The metropolitan area, it's like half a million. But mostly because people in New York have like vacation houses. And so the surrounding area is very like vacation-y. There's lakes and things like that. It's very beautiful, mind you. And the weather, wow. It's like 68, 70 degrees. But uh, they said no one really did it. They had the policies. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Well, let me tell you, my friends, let me tell you something very interesting. Now, let me just wrap up by saying, pay attention to this stuff and get prepared because maybe Alex Jones is right once again. He was right about the war in Ukraine with Russia and everybody, their jaws hit the floor when that clip of Alex went viral where he's like, the war is going to start. It's going to be in February and everyone's like, get out of here. And then in February, I was like, oh, Russia invaded. Holy crap. How did he know it? And Alex, I talked to him. He was like, I was just reading the news, <laughs> like paying attention to what they were saying. It's crazy. Let me tell you a story as an aside of the absurdity of these policies that blow my mind. So, of course, I'm hanging out this weekend in in Portland, Maine, and uh, we got in a boat and we went on a lake. It was great. Lobster. Oh, man, I had nothing but lobster and oysters all weekend. It was delicious, mind you. But of course, once we wrapped up the day's festivities Saturday night, we decided to go and hang out somewhere that was uh, we had finished. We had eaten lobster. We had steak. We went out on the water. Day was done. What do you do in the evening time? Well, look, some people like to go to bars and drink alcohol. I don't do that. What did I do? I went to Oxford Casino. It's a really small casino. And uh, we went to go play and just have a good time. And uh, usually what I do is I'll take like a couple hundred bucks and I, that, that'll be like my entertainment for the evening. I don't want to buy booze or anything like that. And so uh, here's what, here's the interesting thing that happened. I sit down at a game they call, they called it Louisiana Stud, which is uh, just a, a name variant on a game called Mississippi Stud. Now, this is, pay attention. I'm, I'm, I'm not just telling a casino story. This is a, a COVID story. So let me explain the game Mississippi Stud for you guys. Many of you may be familiar with it for those that aren't. You are, you put down an anti-wager. So at this table, it's 10 bucks. You pay $10. Uh, there's, there's five other seats. The dealer will then give himself three cards face down, and then he gives each player two playing cards. The purpose of the game is to get a pair of jacks or better between the three cards the dealer gave to himself. It's actually not for himself. It's the community board and your hand. You are not playing against the dealer. Here's how it works. You look at your two cards, and if they're good, you can place an additional $10 wager. There's, there's third street, fourth, and fifth. When you put that wager down, the dealer, he checks everybody to make sure they're either folding or betting. He'll then flip over one card. Let's say I have ace-king, an ace and a king in my hand. And I say, okay, it's a good hand, so I'll pay another $10. And the dealer then flips over the first card, which is an ace. Ace wins. Then I can triple up my bet across the board, right? 
So there's two other bet positions. So I'll go 30, 30. Then the dealer flips over the remaining two cards. If your hand improves, you can make more money. But with a pair of aces, you win one to one. That means if I put 10 and 10 and then 30 and 30, yo, dealer is going to pay me 80 bucks. It's fantastic. Let's say you get dealt really bad cards. You say, I don't want to play. I fold and you lose your bet. Here's where it gets interesting. Because of their COVID policies, you're not allowed to touch any of the cards. COVID policy still in effect. My mind was blown because you know what this means? The dealer would reveal all of the cards that every player had. This is the insanity of COVID policy. Now, I know a bit, perhaps a bit esoteric because I, like I like to play casino games. And then I get the haters who are like, it was a gambling problem. I don't actually gamble all that much. It's like going to an arcade. You go to Dave and Buster's, spend 100 bucks playing arcades with your family, and we'll go to the casino and I'll spend 100 bucks playing a card game. And sometimes you win, you win, you leave with money. In fact, this past weekend, I actually made quite a bit of money playing. And I'll tell you why. The COVID policies are so insane and have never been lifted. I asked the dealer when he laid the cards out in front of me face up for every other player to see. Let me explain what this means. First, I said, we can't touch the cards. And he goes, we've never gotten we've never gotten out of that COVID phase. I was like, what? Portland, Maine or this Maine, the state has never gotten rid of their COVID policies. It's still there. Here's what this means. If you're playing a game where there are three cards up top and two in your hand, your odds will be calculated as such. I look in my hand and I have an ace and a king. Let's uh, so that means if I get an ace or a king in those three cards, I will win one times my bet. They'll stack my chips up and then even them out. If I get an ace and a king, it's two pair. You get two to one on your bet. That's great, right? Here's the thing. In most casinos, if you reveal your hand to the table, they will warn you. If you do it again, they'll kick you out. Now, there's usually a bit of leeway like, hey, man, we told you not to do this. Stop doing this. Don't talk about your hand. Why? Let's say I have an ace and a king in my hand. And then every other player flips over their cards. And what do I see? Ace, king, ace, king, ace, king. Hey, wait a minute. All of the aces and all of the kings are in someone's hand, which means the chance of an ace or a king being on the board is zero. I can't win. I fold. It would be absurd to fold ace king in a game of Mississippi in most instances. But if you can see all the other cards, you know you can't win. This is the, the most insane thing about what they've done. Okay, and that's, that's most, I'm not literally saying the most insane thing. Let me just say, as somebody who plays games at casinos, we ended up making, all right, I'm just going to say it. We ended up making about two grand playing these casino games. We also played a game called Jackpot Hold'em which is a table game, which plays like Texas Hold'em. Same thing applied. Every player's hand was face up for everyone else to see. You couldn't see the dealer's cards. In this game, you play against the dealer. But I'm just thinking to myself, how is this business operating when they are giving the player such an insane edge for no reason? Hey, I love it, to be completely honest. So I get Delta hand. I've got queen four of spades. And then I look over and what do I see? Nobody has a queen. Nobody has a four. Now, queen four is not a good hand, but I already know this. This means <clears throat> if nobody has one, the chance of me hitting a queen or a four on this board of five cards, because this is a different kind of game. There's five cards plus your two. You make the best five card hand. I'm like, it's really high. I'm going to hit a pair on this board because no one else has these cards. Not a guarantee, you know, but the, the, I know my chances are not diminished. So what did I do? Tripled up my bet. Sure enough, I hit the four. 
kind of worried because it's not a good pair to have. And I beat the dealer, cashed out. There were several instances where many of the players had uh, many of the players had all of the cards available. One guy got dealt pocket kings, two kings in his hand, and then there were two other players with king 10. And so it's just like the guy with kings like, I'm good. I got kings. The guy, the guy and the lady with king 10 were like, there's no chance, you know, there's no kings left. So the only chance I have is a 10 and he's got one. So there's only two left in the whole deck. The likelihood of hitting that is, is nil. Check. In this game, you just tap the board and they reveal more cards and then you can bet 10 bucks to play. Maybe you'll get a straight, maybe you'll get a flush. But sure enough, normally they might be like, oh, okay, you know, I'll bet big. They knew their odds were bad. It was insane to me. Sure enough, we all kept winning. So anyway, just a story I wanted to tell about the absurdity and insanity of these COVID policies. But more to the point, outside of my personal story, which I found really fascinating. Yo, we were, I was calculating my odds in real time on Mississippi. It was nuts. I'm like, I got dealt ace jack suited. Okay, I'm just going to get right into the weeds with you. I get dealt ace jack suited. And then I look at what are the board? What do I see? A guy's got jack three. A guy's got ace three. And I'm like, okay. So we've got two aces and two jacks accounted for. Giving the chances of me hitting this board, I think, I think, no, no, I think I had a hand that was like ace three and basic strategy of Mississippi is if you have a face card, you know, jacks are better then you can buy the first street, see what the first card is. But I instantly knew when I saw, I think that in this hand, there was one hand where I had like ace three and there were two aces. I said, threes lose, they can't win. There's a possibility of a straight, but that's like, I think that's going to be like 7% or, or worse. If you get ace, two, three, four, five, meaning two, four, five would have to be on the board chasing that stupid. And then I was like, ultimately calculated based on the, I could see everyone else's cards. I have a 30% chance to win one times my bet. That's stupid. Fold. Sure enough, I was right. What you want to do is you want to bet when your odds are greater than 50% chance of winning. Because if you play that way, more than half the time, you will double your money. Meaning over a long period of time, you win money. I had, I was dealt ace jack suited on one hand and I could see an ace and a jack. And I was just like, I did the math and I'm like, my odds of winning are below 50%. So I'm folding what would normally be an amazing hand in Mississippi. And sure enough, I was right. Now, maybe look, there's, there's uh, chances I could be wrong and then not win anything. But my point is this outside of the personal stories, it is amazing to me that we are in this, this situation. COVID policies have persisted in some places. I don't even know. But outside of all that, it shows you the insanity and absurdity of these positions that we all know and remember. They made no sense. They put them in place anyway. And the reason I tell this story is for one, I just really wanted to tell that story because like if you're in the area, wow, anybody who plays at casinos is probably looking like free money time. It's just absolutely insane. If I was like a high stakes gambler, I probably would have made like $100,000 at that casino. Just like you can see all the cards. It's nuts. Absolutely crazy. Oh, we didn't play three card, though. We should have definitely played three card. That would have been insane. Three cards a pretty bad game, mind you. But you could see everyone else's cards. Wow. Anyway, my point is simply these policies never made sense and they keep them in place and they still don't make sense. To the main point of the story, we may be looking at a return of these uh, of this covid lockdown stuff. So I, I, I encourage everybody to pay attention the one thing that matters most is uh, if you don't like it, you got to get away from these cities. Because I tell you, Democrat politicians and leaders, you give them any opportunity to lock down and they will for two reasons. One, power, simply put, but more importantly, to defeat Donald Trump. 
I don't know that they can pull it off again, though. I got to be honest. That's why when I hear these rumors and these stories, I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. Regular people are going to lose their minds. There was so much rage and anger over it last time. But imagine, this is the only chance they have to defeat Donald Trump, some way to lock down everything. Imagine what 2024 is going to be like. Yo, it's going to be nuts. You got new young people entering the voting block, probably going to be indoctrinated. I actually think there's probably a lot of Gen Zers and, uh, who are entering the, the, the uh, voter base now that they're over 18. And I think that may help Trump. One thing that people never consider because they're, they live in these isolated worlds. Times change. We know that, there are, that, that Gen Z men are skewing conservative. Many of these, these young men are now going to be old enough to vote, especially next year. They're going to vote. And that's a huge advantage for Donald Trump because young Democrats probably won't vote. They'll smash windows, but young conservatives will vote. Trump can win. But imagine what 2024 is going to be like. Imagine what December of 2024 is going to be like. Yo, it will be nuts. And time flies, man. It's already almost September. You're going to have anger, violence, destruction, potential lockdowns, which will exacerbate everything. And then what happens if Trump wins or loses? I don't have all the answers for you. All I know is it's getting crazy. We'll see, man. Hope you enjoyed my fun little casino story. Uh, always recommend people uh, game responsibly. I got to tell you, man, I go to casinos and I'm just absolutely blown away at these people who, who are playing hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, where do you have this money to just like, it's crazy. Like you'll go to a crap table and there'll be a guy with 10 grand right there. And I'm just like, that's nuts. That's nuts. I don't go anywhere near that stuff. You know, once or twice in my life, I've played higher amounts, but no, usually it's just like a Friday night hangout. I like going to Dave and Buster's like arcade games. At least the casino, you can leave with some money. But I always say it like this. The purpose of the casino, you go there to play some games like an arcade or whatever. You set aside a small amount of money, like a hundred bucks. If you lose it, you're done and you go home. That's your entertainment for the night. Some people like to go see shows, buy tickets. You know, I'll play some blackjack, but guess what? Sometimes you win the money. Anyway, I don't really recommend any, any gambling to anybody. That is always just, you know, the way I describe it is just to play a game, but there's my story. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Shock and outrage that Queen's classic song, Fat Bottomed Girls, would be dropped from their greatest hits collection for younger audiences. Fat Bottomed Girls is an epic tale. They make the rockin' world go round, baby. How could they remove it from uh, a children's playlist? Yeah, I don't get this one, but we'll talk about it. A bunch of people apparently didn't read the news. They're upset that there's this greatest hit albums coming out to a thing called Yoto Player, which is for small children between the ages of zero and nine. And they removed the song Fat Bottomed Girls. And I'm like, I am completely OK with them removing the song Fat, Fat Bottomed Girls from a children's song list. To be completely honest, though, I, I like the idea of introducing Queen to a younger generation. But I mean... Are they going to have Bohemian Rhapsody on that children's player? Mama just killed a man, put a gun up to his head, pulled my trigger. Now he's dead. Goodbye, everybody. I've got to go. <laughs> OK, I'm just like, if, if do they I, I, I got to know, is, is Bohemian Rhapsody on this list? Here's here's the Yodo player. Why Yodo? Here's the news. Bo Rock royalty shop queen now. And basically, the Yodo player is this like this little box. Can I kind of play this? 
Is it going to play or is it going to give me the business? Whoa, that's very loud. Let's turn that down. So this is the Yodo player, it says. It's this little box, the speaker, for children, for very small kids. And they have cards. And the cards, they can pop in, and then it will play stories, books, music, or, or, or whatever. It's, it's actually a pretty cool little thing. It's got a little clock on the front. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I got no issue with them taking uh, fat bottom girls off of this. Let me see. Uh, it has. <laughs> it's got it's got uh, Bohemian Rhapsody on there. I'm just that's that's where things get interesting. OK, look, I think Bohemian somebody to love. That's a good one. Man, I love Queen. Uh, we will rock you. We are the champions. I paid my dues. So good. Such good stuff. You're my best friend. Killer Queen. Oh, man. But um, look. I, I I guess removing fat bottom girls or whatever, but I just want to point out there's like lyrics in a lot of these songs that maybe you don't want your kids listening to. It says, "All right, here we go, here we go." Yodo says, "Get ready to rock with one of the great with one of the greatest bands of all time and a collection of their legendary hits." Remember when you first heard the vocals from Bohemian Rhapsody? Stomped along with the beat from "We Will Rock You" or felt the groove of "Another One Bites the Dust." Yeah, good one. Queen are one of the bands. Queen are. That's weird. Are one of the bands that bring generations together. And now their greatest hits are available for kids to enjoy. The Timeless Collection contains 16 classic tracks to rock out to with over 25 million sales to date. It's one of the biggest selling albums of all time. It's the ideal introduction to the music of Queen for young music lovers. Do they have um, what uh, I want to they don't have I want to break free on here either. Do they not really have that? So that's the thing, too. It's like I kind of feel like people are are angry over this and it's a non-story. They're saying Fat Bottom Girls was removed, but um, I want to break free. That's the, that's the name of the song, right? Is that what it is? I want to break free. Am I getting that, am I getting, am I getting that right? I want to break free. Yeah, they don't have that on here. And this was one that generated some controversy in the United States because the music video was them all in drag. It says, note, please note that the lyrics in some of these songs contain adult themes, including occasional references to violence and drugs. These are the original and unedited recordings. Whilst no swear words are used, parental discretion is advised when playing this content to or, or around younger children. I call this fake news. Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me pop up. What's, what's going on here, Fox? They say uh, legendary rock band Queen's fat bot- song classic, Fat Bottomed Girls, has become cancel culture's latest victim that the song was dropped from the band's new greatest hits collection. I want to break free isn't on there either. And I, well, I guess it's fair to say I want to break free didn't do as well in the United States. And I guess the argument was because of the controversial music video, so it didn't get a lot of promotion. All right, let's see. Though moving songs to the platform aims to introduce Queen to kids, some are critical of the decision to omit the song from the track list, blasting the move as woke or ridiculous. It is the talk of the music industry. Nobody can work out why such a good-natured, fun song can't be acceptable in today's society. One professional whose name was withheld told the Daily Mail, Yo, if you if you're if you're telling me you don't want little children to hear a song called Fat Bottomed Girls, I got no beef. Right. People are joking about uh, WAP, wet ass pussy. Even I think even Cardi B said, do, do I have this story? Cardi B responds to criticism for not allowing her young daughter culture to listen to WAP. Like even Cardi B was like, I don't want my kid listening to this. Um, I guess the problem is it's going to play on the radio. and It's going to play on social media and YouTube and kids are going to get access to it. And you got to Parents got to step in. Fox News, it's woke gone mad. Why not appreciate people of all shapes and sizes like society is saying we should rather than give it? This is ridiculous to me. Fox News contributor Joe Concha weighing in on Monday blasted the omission as utterly ridiculous, telling Fox and Friends first anchors Todd Pierce. 
And Carly Shimkiss, the band, took chances and pushed the envelope. Okay, I'm going to pull up Fat Bottom Girls lyrics. Fat Bottom Girls lyrics. And, and, and we'll, we'll see what we got on here. Are you going to take me home tonight? Oh, down behind, beside the red firelight, are we going to let it all hang out? Fat, fat bottomed girls, you make the rockin' world go round. I was a skinny lad, never knew good from bad. I, I, I got to be honest, it's actually kind of a silly song, right? It's, it's not one of my favorites, to be completely honest. What do you say? Let alone with a big fanny, she was such a naughty nanny. Heap big woman, you made a bad boy out of me. I guess, whatever. I kind of feel like um, I put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger, now he's dead. Is a bit worse. But, you know, sure, whatever. You definitely have to have Bohemian Rhapsody on on any Queen playlist. Maybe the real question is, adult theme music is not for children. Look, here, let me let me pull up the auto player. So uh, here's what it says. If you scroll down, there's like a search thing, I think. And uh, yeah, OK. Explore hundreds of titles for all ages and stages. Zero to two, three to five, six to eight, nine, uh, six to eight years old. Browse. Is it going to give me Queen? Ticket to Cuba. Roll, rolled Doll, The Witches. Oh, yeah, that's the one with the, 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 yeah, I remember that. They made a movie about it. That was controversial, too. Oh, well, all right. Six to eight-year-olds. Rock royalty. Queen's greatest hits. Oh, okay, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some of these things aren't entirely appropriate. New to Yodo for six to eight-year-olds. Queen's greatest hits. Really? What are they? They say six to 14. I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Look, it's an honest question. You guys should comment below. Let's take a Don't Stop Me Now. Let's pull up there. I love Don't Stop Me Now. Uh, and I always I always joke that, like, you know, in, in hindsight, perhaps someone should have stopped Freddie Mercury. And I know I, I said that on Tim Castor. A bunch of people laughed. Like the people here started laughing. And I was like, it's kind of not meant to be funny, man. Like, Queen was awesome. And Freddie Mercury was out of control. Dude needed to be stopped. Like, dude, hey, make music, man. You're, you're really, really good at it. Uh, yeah, don't stop me now. It's totally fine. I'm burning through the sky. 200 degrees. So they call me Mr. Fahrenheit. There's nothing really crazy in there. You're my best friend. Is awesome. Bicycle. That's a really great one. I think Killer Queen might be a little bad, right? Dynamite with a laser beam. Maybe it's not so bad. I mean, a lot of this is, is, is kind of silly. Gunpowder, gelatine, dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind anytime. <laughs> I mean... You know, some of the themes here went down to Geisha Minor, then accident, eh, blah, 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 blah. Perfume can naturally come. And it was not that bad. You know, I don't know. I don't know if kids would be listening to this stuff. You're my best friend is really good. Crazy little thing called love. That's fantastic. Somebody to love. So good. Good old fashioned lover boy. Play the game. Flash seven seas of rye. We will rock you. We're the champions. I don't know, man. I, I, okay. Here's what, what do we read all of this? These are the original unedited recordings. Fox News reached out to Yodo for comment, but did not receive a response. The Daily Telegraph quoted Universal Music UK's head of youth strategy, Sarah Borman, as saying the following, the partnership between Universal Music and Yodo is the first time any major frontline music will be available on the Yodo service. Children should have access to a rich and varied musical offering so that they may foster a light. You know what, man? I'm just I'm so sick of this. This is not a story. They didn't omit fat bottomed girls from the greatest collection because there's a bunch of songs they could have put on here. They didn't put on here. I guess, let me, let me, let me, I'm going to look this up. Fat Bottomed Girls. Where did that, where, 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 where did that song chart? All right. It's a platinum hit. It's uh, in the U.S. It reached 24 in the Hot 100. So I don't know. What, what other song? Um, I know that, I know that I Want to Break Free didn't do well in the U.S. I just watched the Bohemian Rhapsody movie 
And I know that there was like, they, they talk about the controversy over that song, looked it up. And sure enough, it's the music video where they're all in drag. So apparently that caused problems in the United States. But Bicycle Race and Fat Bottomed Girls. Where was Bicycle Race? That charted in the U.S. at 24 as well. U.S. Billboard 24. Okay, fine, I guess. Save Me, though? Where do, where, where do we... Uh, let me... Let me, let me. I'm going through the singles here. Mustafa. Okay, that was a single. What did that one... Uh, yeah, it didn't do as well. Jealousy. I'm, I'm just trying to... I'm willing to bet that there are better chart performing songs. Here we go. Well, this in the U.S. Uh, what song is this one? Love of My Life. That's actually on there. Is it? Is Love of My Life on here? It's not. And this one did decently well. I don't think, it didn't do as well as Fat Bottomed Girls, though. Crazy Little Thing Called Love. What, what, what was the position for, for this one? Number one. You see, that I get. That's number one. Save Me. What year was... Oh, Save Me. Here we go. What, what did this chart at? Yo. Save Me is way lower on the list, so that I, I get it, right? People might be wondering, like, hey, this song was, 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 was pretty good. But uh, anyway, play the game. They got play the game on here. Yeah, they do. That reached U.S. Billboard 42. I get it, man, but I also kind of think it's like an editorial choice. Someone at Fox saw that the song wasn't there, and everyone started complaining that it was a woke thing when it's like, who cares? You know, and now everyone's acting like millennials are banning the song for being woke. It's like, that's literally not what's happening. It's a box for kids. Queen's probably already inappropriate as it is to a certain degree. But, you know, to be fair, don't you just want to sing Bohemian Rhapsody with your kid? Like the best song ever written. Whatever. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCastIRL. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. In a story that should be surprising to no one, women want to stay at home and get paid at the same time. Here's the title from the Daily Mail, The Rise of the Lazy Girl Jobs. Demand for posts that offer working from home and are low effort are in huge demand among Gen Zers. These are the 25 most sought after roles. The internet is moving past quiet quitting when someone does only the bare minimum at work, putting in only the effort required to get the job done. Gallup's latest worker poll found nearly six in 10 adults in America are quiet quitting after the pandemic caused people to prioritize their me time. But a new trend that piggybacks on this premise has emerged, the lazy girl job. The term went viral thanks to a TikTok video with millions of views. You see, there is a tendency among men, not all men, to work with your hands, to be aggressive, to enjoy physical activity. It's not absolute. This is, the, this is the problem that feminists often make, that when you say there's a tendency among men, you're saying no women anywhere want to do a thing. No, come on. It's, it's gender is bimodal, meaning there's a great overlap and there's differences. Women are subject oriented. Men are object oriented. Men like to grab things with their hands. Women like to talk about things. Women are, women are better with words uh, and men are better with like logistics and, and locations and, and, and math kind of things. So when you see this story, this is not to besmirch the good name of women. It's to actually point out priorities of women. And that is, you will probably see among females a desire to be at home more than men who want to go off and go adventuring. Makes sense. If we look back at evolutionary biology, the assumption is the guys would band together and go hunt and the women would stay there and protect the family or forage nearby. Right? And now we have this, this trope of women love going shopping. Yeah, that's what they say. Women would go and forage, collect fruits and berries from trees and things like that, right? You go shopping, you look around, you collect things that you like. Men like to win competitions and, and hunt and fight, and men would go out and hunt or defend the, the village. Makes perfect sense. <clears throat> Here's the story. 
Top 25 most searched lazy girl jobs. Number one, cloud engineer, e-learning assistant, translator, customer feedback analyst, data entry specialist. I gotta be honest, accountant, freelance writer, data analyst. I know a lot more women in these jobs than I know men. Copy editor and uh, a data analyst right up there at the top. Like every single copy editor I know is a woman. Hotel night editor, auditor, talent acquisition. Ooh, that's funny. Legal assistant, market research analyst, executive assistant, social media manager, insurance claim adjuster. Your lazy girl era. The job advice none, none is telling women. A lazy girl job is something that you can basically quiet quit. Stop waiting on corporate holidays to live your life. It takes away from the pressure from the exhaustion of holidays. The premise of a lazy girl job is simple. Low stress, low effort with lots of flexibility and freedom. You basically just don't want to work. These jobs are remote, require no overtime, are physically safe, and there's minimum to no supervision. TikToker Gabrielle Judge defined, defined them as jobs with laid back bosses and comfortable salaries that pay the bills but don't require a CAC work schedule. It's the antithesis of the girl boss movement or leaning in, constant hustling and long hours to climb to the top. And that's the point, my friends. I am not bringing this up to besmirch the good name of ladies. I'm here to point out the things they desire. And I agree with it. Yo, let us men do the heavy lifting and you can sit back, be very flexible and comfortable, travel around in your van and work remotely from your laptop, getting done an important job that we need done and need someone who wants to do it. Not every woman has to do this. Okay. You want to be a girl boss CEO, man, do your thing. I'm just saying if you would, and I mean this in all sincerity, if you would literally prefer to live in a van, work from your laptop, then you should do that. Let me tell you something. As somebody who runs a company with many employees, I always tell people, if you don't want to be here, you shouldn't be here. Okay. The idea is this. Everybody who's here should want to be here. If, if, and, and anybody who's here just because they're in desperate need of a job, they shouldn't be here. So here's how it works here at TimCast. Uh, if something comes up in your life that requires you to take time off, unlimited time off, unlimited. You know why? If you don't want to be here, you shouldn't be here. I said it before. I'll say it again. We'll put it this way. Let's say somebody has to go to the hospital. Let's say you know, you're going to have a family. Let's say you had a family who's sick. A family member is sick and you're like, I've got to take care of this. I say, yeah, absolutely. We will figure out how to carry the slack with, you know, someone else who knows the job, who can fill in for you while you're gone. Because, you know, if somebody's grandfather was dying and I was like, look, man, you're the person who does this job. You can't leave. I know you. you, you blah, blah, blah. Then you're going to have someone who's miserable and they're, gonna, they're, they're not going to be able to do their job effectively. That's a waste of everybody's time. And if somebody just keeps disappearing because they're like, oh, I got this. I got that. I got this. I got that. <clears throat> I'm just like, I'd rather you not be here. If you don't want to be here, because I'd rather find someone who's going to do that job. Don't get me wrong. If someone just keeps disappearing and isn't doing their job, then, you know, they're going to lose their job. But here's the way I describe it. It's not so much you being fired as you quitting. If you disappear for a long period of time and then you keep doing it, we'll just eventually hire someone to replace you. We don't need to go to you and be like, how dare you do this? You're fired. It's just like, well, you know, we're, we're going to we're going to move you to contract. We're going to reduce your pay. I don't I don't th I think of it like this. If someone is causing problems and we have to get rid of them, well, then we have to get rid of them. If someone is doing the bare minimum, then we just say, we're going to pay you commensurate with your effort. And then we will find someone to fill in the gaps. 
you should get paid for what you're willing to produce and for, for how long you're willing to be here. And if that's an hour a week, then we reduce you to that until you're gone. That's just, it's that simple. Here's what they say. Lazy girl job searches are up 1,267% over the past month, according to Workamajig. Gen Zers especially are interested. It's even popular enough that it's got its own Wikipedia page. Workamajig crunched the numbers to find the 25 most popular lazy girl roles. Together, lazy girl job and lazy girl jobs have a combined 25 million plus views. Using keyword tool, we analyzed various roles, blah, 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 blah. And then we, we read what they wanted. They say uh, TikTok's most popular lazy girl jobs. They, they searched. Search data is correct as of August 10th. Maybe it's the branding. Many complaints about the term come from those who say it paints a bad picture. Social media strategist Michael Derwin told the Wall Street Journal, the movement makes sense. The name is all wrong. I think younger women are using it almost in a way that they don't understand the damage it can do. But would the term have gone so viral with a more acceptable term like work-life balance? Probably not. Here's what I think. This is the perfect job for young women. And it's the perfect scenario for society. Women want to be at home. Not every single woman, but a generality. This shows that they should be. They want to do a job that makes them money, but they don't want to be stressed out and they don't want to be girl bosses. Give them that opportunity. Look, if I've got a job that's like someone's going to check the emails and it's a really boring, tedious job, it's the perfect job for somebody who wants to be at home. And we have a requirement here to a certain degree of come into the office because we, we, we want there to be shared ideas. The more people coming together and talking with each other, you build community, you build culture, and it, it really does help. I think it's very, very important. But these are the kind of jobs where it's like, maybe it's, it's better for a woman, especially if she wants to have a family, that she's doing a job she can do from anywhere. A lot of the work that we do, video editing, for instance, can be done remotely. And then it's the greatest thing, in my opinion. I want parents people who have kids to be around their kids. And if you can do your job and have your kids around, fantastic. And I always tell everybody here, you know, if you ever need to, need, you need to come in, bring your kids. Obviously, we're not a daycare. We can't have 8,000 kids running around doing everything. But it's no big deal if periodically you bring your kid to work. I encourage it. I think your kids should see you do work. And I think it's really great that, that uh, you can, that they're, they're, you know, if you're a, a dad or a mom and you want to be around your kids and you can work from home, you can do it. It's great. I think it's a good thing. So I think there's like a view of this, and I agree with the lazy girl job idea. I think the reason why they're calling it lazy girl job is because of the narrative from feminists over girl boss. And so if the norm is girl boss, the inverse is lazy girl, right? I think that's a wrong way to put it. And I agree with, with the guy who was saying, don't call it that. We should be cheering for this. If women want to be at home, let them do that and let them take the jobs that fit them naturally to maximize output. And it's better for everybody. I don't want to come to an office and have an angry woman being like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to come to an office and have an angry guy. So I don't care if you're a guy or a girl. If that's a job you want, you should be doing it. More so, I think something like this will increase the opportunity that people have families and have kids. And families, I believe, are course correcting for this country. I think the family dissolves. Everything starts breaking apart. You bring families together, people start caring. You work from home, you start caring a lot more about that garbage piling up in the street or the guy and the gunshots, you know, the guy with the gun and the gunshots going off all the time. You have a family, you have kids, you start caring about how you're going to protect them. I think all in all, we shouldn't call it the lazy girl job. We should call it the work from home job. We should call it the women's ideal job. Not a, not a lazy girl, 
but uh, a job that fits the role that these women want to have. If you're a guy who wants it too, man, more power to you. I'm going to leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.